one thing I'll be doing is enrolling my children. <laughs> I knew you were going to say rock. that. I knew you were going to say that. Sorry. I, I almost did, but then I said, nah, I bet she will. And I and did. you did. And you did. I'm trustworthy and reliable. No, I will also be enrolling my child in School of Rock. At whatever age School of Rock allows, that's when my child is going to be enrolled. No, I have some homework to do on School of Rock tonight because I need to know so much more about it. Like the nuances, the subcultures, mm-hmm. the price, mm-hmm. the weekly schedule. And I, first of all, I wish that I had musical talent yeah. that I could have participated in School of Rock. I I could never play the guitar like those teenagers. No, they were playing it so well. And there's their stage presence, too. I could their never be so cool. Presence. And I, I wish that I could have experienced being in a band in high school like that. But, yeah, because it's not even like a band of, like, hey, we formed a band. Like, no. this is such a structure. Like, they have a teacher, which is why I need to know more. You Can know? you imagine the drama? There's so much drama. <sighs> and... Because, like, yeah, there's just so much I need to know. But I... I I love the aesthetic, though, of being in a band in high school. It's giving, like, um, Freaky Friday. Yeah, but it's so... It's so structured. It's not giving... It's rigorous. Yeah, it's like... It's like I'm in a... It's like... It's like... I feel like being a competitive dancer. I feel like it's a similar vibe, different aesthetic. I want to know, like, where do they... What other... First of all, what's their show schedule? Because I'll be the next one. Mm -hmm. They were at Lollapalooza. For real? Yes. So they're booking and they're booked and blessed. They're booked and blessed. Do they get money? I think they're paying money. I mean, maybe School of Rock gets money. I don't think that's going into the kids' no, pockets. No, I guess not. Wow. I want to also know what the ratio of School of Rock bands go on beyond School of Rock. Like when mm-hmm. they graduate, do they stay together? Or like, do any current like artists do they have a school of rock history like where they trained by school of rock do we have any school of rock alums yes among us now and also like i'm assuming i don't know what age school of rock starts i would assume like seven or eight like it's not the itty bitties Mm -hmm. but does it start with lessons or do you have to is it audition only you have to come in with some sort of skill because like obviously we were seeing the older kids today the experienced but, rockers. Exactly. But, like, I don't know. Like, do you sign your kid up to just start learning electric guitar? I feel like you, your your kid shows some kind of musical inclination. Mm-hmm. And you say, hmm, I know where we should take this. And then you sign them up in, like, a beginner class. But I just feel like there's, um, what, what difference in the parents is it between enrolling your child in, like, piano lessons and enrolling your child in school of rock vocal class girl you know we what saw I mean? the parents we today. saw the parents so i think I also, we know the difference <laughs> but i just there i just have to know more about sor culture yeah yeah if, if you are a current or former school of rocker send us an email also, asap i feel like this sounds like derogatory genuinely i love school of rock no. I love their family. Their I love School of Rock. I was just introduced today, mm-hmm. formally, and I loved every second of it. Yeah, this is no jest. Welcome back to Cousin Time. Jessica and Cameron are college friends turned postgrad roommates learning to navigate the world. Join us as we reminisce on our childhoods, rationalize our Sunday scaries, and ruminate on what cults existed within our high school communities. Yes, because there was, dare I say, seven. And I want to... I want, to, I want to say a few things, actually. <laughs> the mic's yours. A few disclaimers right off the bat. First of all, when we use the word cults, we mean it in a silly, a silly goofy way. We are not comparing, <laughs> like, I don't, I can't even name, like, a cult right now, but we're not comparing, like, a cult people have died 
to the high school marching band. No. I'm not saying not. those are the same thing. We're not. Waco. Waco. That's what I was trying to think of. We're not doing that at all. And we've gotten hate for that in the past. Yes. And so I want to make it known that it's not happening. It's, Maybe I should say like, but see, and then additionally, I've gotten in personal trouble for yes, using the word cult yes, in a professional setting. And that haunts me to this day. Mm-hmm. So I just don't know the right word We're to use. We're using cult in its purest form, which is a, a gaggle abbrevi- of an abbreviation of culture. Yes. Yes. We are are identifying and dissecting the subcultures within every American high school. Yes. And on that note, if you are a current or former member of any of these subcultures, we mean no offense to you. No offense. Honestly, there's probably a little bit of admiration. Mm-hmm. This is so like this is so omnipresent of us. Yes. So you're saying this looking down. Like see the world through our eyes. And I was a part of three of the seven cults in high school and four of the seven if you include my middle school years. I yeah, I was also involved in some cults, but also I say that I was involved, but I wasn't and everyone who's been to high school gets it. There's being involved and being involved. Raise your hand if you've cried in a show circle. Me. I haven't. Okay, so you have no sense of emotional <laughs> connection to anything you do. <laughs> no. I just am not fully involved in a theater cult. I was there. I was there for fun. Got it. Um, so if you'd like to play along, we have seven cults. I'll read them aloud now, and we've each ranked them from least culty to most culty and RPOV. Mm-hmm. So if you want to take a moment, make your list. The seven are yearbook, band, theater, FCA, the, the Federation of Christian Athletes or whatever Fellowship. it was. Oh. We're not talking Federalist Papers here. <laughs> JROTC, which is Junior ROTC. What does ROTC stand for? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> Wait, Junior Republic does... of the Country? Country? What does... I gotta Google that actually, real quick. Give that actually, give right now. Because actually. what does JR? What does ROTC stand for? Stand for Reserve Officers Training Corps. Oh, that makes sense. Duh. Junior Reserve Officers Training Corps. Got it. Yeah. Okay. AP and honors and sororities, which you're gonna have to do so much more explaining on. My high school had sororities, which I actually like. I would love to know if other people's high schools had sororities. I. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to go out on a limb here, but I'm going to, and I'm going to assume that you are the exception, not the norm. Yeah, but I think maybe in the South, I also, well, I'll talk about it more when we talk about the sororities. I'm not sure that they were like officially school sanctioned, but they existed within the hallowed halls. You know what I mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like they didn't have a page in the yearbook. Oh. But they performed activities on campus, recruited on campus. But their dances were always off campus, and I think that's because they weren't allowed because the school wouldn't what was endorse the point it. Of them? It was a social hierarchy thing. Got it. Always is. Um, you also went to a massive high school, though. Yeah. So I feel like you have to assert. Like I think I feel like the culture is different at small high schools, such as mine, mm-hmm. because you have to assert your dominance somehow. Yeah. Because you also had Freshman Friday. Yeah. We didn't have that, but also like. You lived, it was such a small school and such a small community, you you lived next to your teachers. You yeah. saw them at the grocery store. You saw the freshmen at the grocery store. You couldn't I mean, we that. did that too. We all lived within 15 minutes. How are, there, how are there so many children within that distance? It's just I lived in a booming, bustling city. I don't know. The largest city in Alabama. 
the space capital of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So what is your seventh place cult? Okay. Let me pull up my list. This might get a little, like, cray-cray as we go because we probably won't have them all in the same area, but we'll work with it. In seventh place, I have AP and Honors. Interesting. Okay, why did you put that there? Because I just feel like it wasn't as... There wasn't as much of a... It was definitely, like, a insular group, you know? Mm. But it wasn't as much of a, like, ride-or-die cult as I feel like the other ones are. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And because it wasn't, like, you could be in, you could be, like, in AP bio, and I could be, I never would take AP bio, and I could be in AP European history, mm-hmm. and you and I would never cross paths. Yeah. So we're still, so it just, it doesn't feel as culty to me. It's definitely a community within the school that has a certain level of stress on them, but it's not a cult. Well, it's a cult, but it's not a cult to the degree of these others. I put it at second. Really? Yeah. So maybe it was just different in schools or maybe like I feel more like that one was because I was a part of it. Mm -hmm. But you were a part of it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think there's a difference between being like a kid who's in honors English and a kid who is taking seven APs in one school year. I think also because your, the way that your school schedule was set up was different. So like you could could be in, like I would take, I took like. I could be in AP classes one semester, but none the next semester. Yeah. So it wasn't as much of like a year long commitment because mm-hmm. it just didn't, the, the cookie didn't crumble that way. Yeah. I think it's culty because, at least at my school, if you were a kid who was going to take like seven APs, there's only one or two offerings of like BC Calc. So if you're in that and you're in, you know, AP Euro. Mm hmm. Now you're going to, the kids who are in both are probably in both those classes at the same time. So you are now in like almost an identical schedule with the same like 30 kids. Like those, I would say like those 40 kids who are all taking all the APs, you're going to see them in at least five of your classes because your schedules are going to be so similar. Yeah. And then I think other culty things about them, there's a level of pride. There is a level of pride. There's a level of like who's the most. Like, oh, you're only in six, I'm in seven. Oh, you went to bed at one, I went to bed at two. That kind of thing. You're in like, a very toxic culture. Oh, it, I feel like my high school was very like academically toxic. Oh my and God. That was part of the problem. But yeah. like, um, or like there was, there was unified language. Like AP No, that was what I was thinking was like, like there is a lot of, and that is one of the number one things about a cult is yes. having some kind of secret language. Yeah that unifies the members and that definitely checks that box. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like you have your cult leaders, which are like the teachers, because usually the AP teachers at my school were like the teachers who had been there a really long time. They mm-hmm. had like a reputation for teaching this class. Mm-hmm. And then also like we had merch for our AP classes. What? We had merch. We would all, we would do t-shirts. Every AP class would make like a comfort colors tee with a design and usually some like quote from the teacher or like inside joke from the curriculum. And then you would all wear a t-shirt on test day. Like that's so culty to me. That makes me like, I'm having a physical visceral reaction to that. And some people would just take the APs to get the t-shirt because like it was a badge of honor and people would work hard to make them cute. That's great. Where are they? Why don't you still have them all? I think I got rid of them at some point because I was like, I'm not going to wear this. AP US history t-shirt in my oh, life. And that just like makes me like I can picture and I know that you were a part of it, but I know I I hope that you weren't like like I'm just picturing 
coming up with the quote from the teacher that's gonna yeah. be on the show. No, like, I, it's, like I was never the t-shirt designer. No, and I'm just like that is just so academically toxic. I, I think my mom might still have some of the shirts because she collected a bunch of my t-shirts when I graduated to like make a t-shirt quilt. Mm-hmm. I think they're in her closet somewhere. I Did you ever make a t-shirt? No. Oh, and we had night school. Did you have night school for your AP what classes? The fuck is night school? <laughs> we would have night school. We're like. If you were, like, an A, it was usually for the histories. I can't think, I don't think any of the other ones did it, but, like, like Wednesday nights were, like, or I think Mondays, maybe. I don't know. They were night school nights. So, like, starting in, like, February, all the AP history kids would, like, come to school at, like, 7 p.m., and you would practice writing DBQs for the test, and you would, like, do that from, like, 7 to 9 p.m. Like, why were we in school an extra two hours a week in high school? The only time that I felt like my AP classes were giving cult was when I took AP Euro and it was like a whole big thing because the teacher it got cut from the school yes ours got cut and then Mr. Hogan said not on my watch AP European history needs to be taught and he offered to teach it during lunch and then the 12 of us soldiers who signed up to do that took it with him during lunch three days a week so were you taking like an additional class Mm -hmm. And so you, you weren't, it wasn't on your report card, but you no, did get to sit and take the... Yes, we never got, like, a grade grade for the class. It was just to, like, be able to get yeah. the AP credit. But no, hang on, no. Because I know it was, it did go on our report cards. It did. Because my concentration in high school... Did you have to have concentrations? No. We had to have concentrations. And you had to like have, a major? like... Yes! And, like, most people, it was, like... Most people did, like, the electives. So, like, you would be, like, a like a CTE major. Or it's not concentration. Like, CTE... What's CTE? CTE. Career Technology Education. Oh, we you, didn't do that. Oh, my God. We taught welding. <laughs> I do think we had a tech class, but I never... There was welding, there was... It was, like, the so shop cool. classes, Yeah. but they did a lot. And then that's there was, like, crazy. all of the ag classes. Like, some people, like, their concentration was ag. That's actually so cool. I like that. Because we had a farm, and we had a greenhouse. Wow. And I would always sneak into the greenhouse. Um, Yeah, and... But my concentration was history, because with the AP Euro class, it, like, pushed me over in the number of history classes that I had. Wow. But when that class was going on, that was when I felt like we were in like a unified yeah, that is... cult because there were so few of us. We had our cult leader, Mr. Hogan, mm-hmm. and it was such a difficult class that we all were unified in that as yeah. well. Yeah. I remember one thing we would do too is people would like pat, like if you took AP Euro, which was like I think notoriously at my school, like the hardest AP class. I feel like AP I think Euro it was hard is notoriously one of the hardest APs in general. I think it's hard curriculum-wise. And then it's also, like, at least in my school, it was a sophomore year thing, so it was most people's first ever AP class. So, like, you were still – you were also learning, wait, how do I actually study? Yeah. But – Well, AP year is so hard because European history is so long. There's so – there's also – everybody has the same name. Everybody has the same name. But people would, if you took AP Euro, you would then pass down your AP Euro binder to somebody in the grade below you, like, when they signed up to take AP Euro. And it was, like, people would start claiming, like, I had to go to my friend Madeline and be like, Madeline, can I have your Euro binder? And she was like, yes. And I had it. But then, like, she had some other friends, and they asked, and she was like, well, Cameron's going to have it, but she can text you pictures. And then we would use it to, like, study each other's homework slash copy each other's homework and, like, use it as a reference point. So you didn't make your own binder? Yes, I did, but I used hers as a guide. It was crazy. I actually don't know why it was helpful, but, like, it was a thing to, like, inherit somebody's Eurobinder. And then I passed on mine and hers to someone else. 
So whoever is taking AP right now just has like a stack. It's kind of giving big little. It's kind of giving big little. Two other things about AP classes. There's so much content here, actually. One was that they um, they paid us what? to take AP classes, which honestly, like, was somewhat of a good philosophy. It wasn't obviously equal in any way, but if you took the test and you, like, got, I think, like, a three-year higher, you got $100. From who? From the school system. And it was supposed to be, like, we understand that, like, you're going to be doing a lot of extra work, so you may not be able to, like, have a part-time job if you're taking AP classes. So it's meant to compensate it. Now, obviously, that's, like, 12 hours of minimum wage work. So if you need to have a job to, like, you know, pay bills or whatever, some people have to do. Pay bills? Some people in high school are in a situation where they need to. I guess that's true. Or, like, save for college or whatever. Yeah. It's not going to necessarily compensate, so it's obviously, like, still a privilege to take AP, but they were trying to somewhat offset that and make it a little bit more accessible, so that was kind of cool. But I would always just take my fat check and, like, do something that I, like, fun with it. Um, and then the last thing I was thinking about was we had a special AP diploma, And I need to actually Google that because our school, when we did it, like, I was in a group that was, like, the trial run. But basically, you had to take two special AP classes, like, AP AP Research and AP something else that were all about, like, how to write a paper, like, do research. Mm -hmm. And then you also had to take, like, X amount of other AP classes during your time at high school. And then you got what was called an AP Diploma. But it was like, I think we were one of the first schools to do it, and I was in the first class of it. But it was a two-year commitment. And so those kids in that class, we we were giving your lunchtime AP Euro hour. Huh. I've never heard of an AP diploma. I've only ever heard of an IB diploma. It was like, it was APs, I think, trying to do that. Yeah. But I wonder if it worked out and if they still are offering that. IB is also, I feel like, a whole other cult yeah did your school have that though no, no neither we're not an IB school yeah. but I taught in an IB school oh not yeah in the IB program but it was that was that was wild yeah my seventh place was yearbook because I just yearbook like wasn't a huge thing at my school there were kids who did it but that was that was it for them yearbook was my sixth place okay, okay. so it was it was like a unnecessarily big deal at my high school mm-hmm. um because you gave your speech. Yes, I had to give a speech in front of the whole school. Yeah. And, like, we had a whole yearbook day. Mm-hmm. It was, like, sp- like spring fun day or whatever, but it was yearbook day. And it was, like, it was just a huge deal. And I don't think, like, I think that for, like, like our yearbooks always got a lot of awards for our... D- Who was giving these awards? Justin's. Justin's yearbook company? <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing. Yes. I need to look at one of your yearbooks one day. Well, but see, here's the thing. Like, they they were, I think we were, like, within the, um, like, our bracket of, like, small schools. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they were all that better than all the other schools. But I think because we were in such, like, the other a schools pocket. were, yeah, that we just, we did really well that for our sense. bracket. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, it was a lot. Um. And that was also a year-long thing. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, the yearbook room was super secretive. Ooh. Did you not have that? Our yearbook room was just the room of one of our art teachers. So the teacher who taught, the, like, yearbook sponsor, his classroom had, like, a secret back room, and that was, like, 
the yearbook mm-hmm. room and it had like the the big apple computers yeah and like all of like the um like the ladder was in there so like we had yearbook in his classroom but like the secret We're yearbook room was only open mm-hmm. during yearbook um it was that is so funny it I was, feel like yeah being in yearbook then it's like yeah like I I go back there yeah yeah, yeah. um and I remember my freshman year when I or not my freshman year Kendrick's freshman year was when I was in your book mm-hmm. and I would always it was the last block of the day and I was always stay after a little bit because I had to I had to get I had to get shit done you know mm-hmm. and then I would always be talking to my teacher after school for a little while and Kendrick was terrified of him you know I would sneak in and he was so nervous and the teacher would kind of not like bully him bully him but like, like put him in his place a little bit and then Lo and behold, Kendrick's senior year, he somehow became in charge of or involved in, like, the senior prank. And I don't know how the guy who's the yearbook teacher was involved in all of that, but basically they got into a little bit of a tiff mm-hmm. because Kendrick brought horses to school. <laughs> but then, full circle, at the wedding that we went to, Cassie's wedding, me, Kendrick, Mr. Tinsley, the yearbook guy, and Mr. Hogan, AP Euro, all got drunk together. What a small <laughs> world. That's so Brevard coded. It was so Brevard coded, yeah. Wow. It was crazy. Yeah, so hey, yearbook just simply wasn't like that at my school. And that's it was okay. just like some person that showed up with a camera at the football games, you know? Yeah. They rocked it. My yeah. six was FCA. Just because at my school, FCA didn't really do anything except for, I think, like the first Friday of the month, they would all go to the gym and like listen to like a pastor talk and have muffins Mm -hmm. but what remains culty for me in that is that it's such a niche overlap like you have to go to that school Mm -hmm. you have to be an athlete and you have to be christian Mm -hmm. which like at a suburban upper middle class high school in the bible belt that's actually a pretty large population but i feel like at my school it was just used to like boost their resumes it was like low lift I had it, I had it fourth. Okay. So, like, kind of in the middle. Um, But, yeah, I agree. I was always fascinated by FCA because I was thinking, hey, where's the separation of church and state? But go off, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, yeah, there was, there was always, FCA and Young Life had a lot of crossover. Mm -hmm. And Young Life was super big at my high school. So, like, FCA was kind of big because of that but it just felt the most to me it feels so we have that religious element yeah which just makes it feel more culty yeah yeah what was your fifth my fifth was theater okay what was your fifth JROTC Mm. but theater was four so very similar theater and band they go hand in hand Mm -hmm. but I think what makes theater specifically Culty, and we were both involved, so we can speak on this. We can speak on this. I mean, I was only involved my senior year and in one production, but it was it was basically I got to be a spy on the inside. <laughs> I got to see what it was like. I, I was an undercover boss. I was involved sophomore sophomore through senior year, um, but mainly in the way of being the the, the ticket the ticket girl. Mm-hmm. Me and Will somehow we were. <laughs> We dubbed ourselves in charge of all things tickets. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just so that during, like, musical season, we would just never go to class and we just sat in the ticket booth. And during, like, other classes, too, Was the say, ticket booth popping during yes, school hours? Yes! Oh, my God. Okay, that's a whole other thing that maybe is specific to my high school in that specific era. Because 
from like when I was in elementary school till probably like a year or so after I graduated because that's when the talent graduated within a few years of me um the spring musical at my high school was the event of the season town-wide wow it was sold out every night and you had to buy you couldn't buy tickets online you had to buy tickets in person Mm. so there were constant flow of people coming in and out of that school to our little ticket box to our box office and yeah we we made ourselves in charge we had a binder and I feel like so much money didn't go to where it was supposed to because Mm. you put one girl with diagnosed ADHD and then my twin who definitely also has ADHD in charge of that much money and that many tickets and all of those logistics but we did it um but I think that what makes it specifically culty just in general is it's like the spring musical is like the, the big thing and you spend so many hours yeah I think that's the culty element it's just simply how much time you're spending together mm-hmm. like I don't know like when I was in the musical and every year wasn't just the year I was in it but like you would start, like, when you're first starting to learn the musical in, like, January, it's, like, rehearsal three times a week for, like, two hours right after school. Yeah. And then you start adding in, like, eight-hour Saturdays. And yeah. then you start staying till midnight. And then you start staying till 1 a.m. Okay, whoa. We never did all that. Oh, we were staying, like, in tech week, people were staying at the school until 1.30. And I don't know if that was exactly legal, but, like, a performer is a performer. No, a performer and you, is the a show performer. must go on. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, woman number nine has to be there. <laughs> the show will not go on without her. She has to be there for all those hours. Yes. Yeah, and I think that is definitely. And also, the arts in high school is just the nastiest cesspool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there's just so much, like, intermingling. Yes. And relationships and drama yeah and so much time like spent together in such a close quarters it's so many proximity crushes yes and then I think like with theater specifically usually the people who are in theater are also like in choir or dance Mm -hmm. or they're doing community theater outside so like it's just very like inbred yeah um and I think for me the only reason my theater is lower than band actually there might be a few reasons but I think one is like I feel like at any point, anyone could join theater. Mm-hmm. You could just sign up for that. Band, I feel like if you didn't do band in middle school where you learned to play an instrument... You weren't doing it. You can't it. really just join. No. No. Okay, my number five was JROTC. That's my number one. Really? I guess yes. maybe they just had different vibes at our school. It's like ours, it was kind of culty in the fact that they had like traditions, uniform, mm-hmm. just how like military has traditions, uniform, how band would or whatever too. But... They were, like, friends, but I don't think for most people who did JROTC, it was, like, something they did. It wasn't their, like, life and persona. They wore their uniforms to school every day. Oh, that did not happen at my school. <laughs> every day. And then, like, they every day they would wear their camo pants and their green shirts and their belts. All of them. Every day. And they would have their hats with them. And then some days, they would, the ones that were, like, officers, I guess, uh-huh. would wear their full little... They're full. Like their blues? They're blues. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? That did not happen at my school. I'm like, we're in the high school cafeteria. Why do you look like you're about to go off to war? That is so funny. That didn't, like, they wore their uniforms strictly for the football games when they had to bring out that flag. No, they were, they wore those cargo pants, that camouflage 
number with a badge of honor. That explains our discrepancy. Yes. And the the man who was the JROTC teacher was so scary to me. Mm-hmm. That military man, uh, what officer, whatever he was. And then whenever the like recruiters would come, JROTC would hang around them and just like flock, flock to flock them. And flirt. Mm-hmm. They were just so fascinating to me. That is crazy. Were the kids who were in JROTC, did they do other things or was that their life? That was, they did some other things. Like some of the like more like academic ones were like also involved in like, um, what is it? Uh, National Honor Society and like things like that. But for the most part, like that was their number one thing. Wow. And they also like, they took a, I'm assuming this was how it was at your school where it's like a class. Yeah. So, like, they had that class, so they were also in that, like, I'm sure they became very close, because they're all in that class all the time, and then they have their hierarchy within that mm-hmm. class, because you have some officers. Which, like, the hierarchy, yeah, I feel like that's, yeah, there's the leaders. See, okay, I, maybe this is kind of what deterred it from being so cult-like at my school, but JROTC counted as a PE credit. Like, everybody had to take one year of PE, and JROTC, you could count that as your PE. Mm. So a lot of people would take it their freshman year so they didn't have to take PE, and then they'd quit. So, like, I can think of, like, four or five kids who, like, were in my grade who, like, did it till they graduated and moved up those ranks. Mm -hmm. But it was so small because everyone would do it their first year and quit. Oh, see, it was a lifelong commitment. Most of them are in the Army now. Wow. Well, I love that. Yeah. Okay. What was your four? My four was FCA. What was yours? My four was theater, so we've done those. What was your three? Band. Band was my three, too. Yeah. Yeah. You have personal experience. Yeah, I was in band. I just was looking on from the outside, Mm -hmm. thinking, they're crazy. I think band is quite culty because you have your hierarchy, like your band directors, then your band captains, then your section leaders, mm-hmm. then your, your band There's girls. the hierarchy, And yeah. then there's also a hierarchy of like, are you an A band, B band, C band? Like how good are you at your instruments? I don't know about all those things, um, but I believe you. And then there's simply the amount of hours you're spending together in which a subculture can be bred. Right. Like there's <laughs> jokes, trends, relationships <laughs> that are just born on that marching field. Mm-hmm. And then... There's the trips and the contests, and there's that unified goal. Mm-hmm. And then there's also, there's the lingo. It's like, you know, of like... Give me an example. Like, well, I feel like that on one level there's a lingo of, like, first chair, like, you know. But there's also, like, the band, a ten hut, and then each section would have their own call to attention and things like that. What was yours? Um, saxes, a ten hut, sax it up, which then got... We got in trouble for that one from the band directors. <laughs> so then it was changed to We Smoke Read. And then it was changed again, but I can't remember what it was Who changed to. Who was in to. charge of this? The you? section leaders got to pick it. So I wasn't in charge until my senior year. And what did you pick? I'm trying to remember what I picked because it, we couldn't do anything, any innuendos anymore. The band directors really cracked down somewhere between my sophomore and junior year. I think band really run amok before then. We used to have jungle juice, like, on the bus to competitions. Percussion would sell jungle juice. Which Percussion was, is a whole other cult. Well, and that was, itself. it was subcults within the band, because each instrument had their own stereotypes. Drum corps was a different breed. They would, the night before competitions, they would melt down every candy that you could buy at the Walmart. They would just melt it in a big pot. They would just melt the candy. And then they'd put it in these Ziploc bags. And on the bus ride home from competition, after 
a 12-hour day where you're exhausted and you're just trying to sleep on the bus, they'd come and they would, for like five bucks, you could buy a cup of jungle juice and people would just drink this cup of jungle juice on the bus. And then that got banned. Wait, was the jungle... What, where does the candy come into play? The the melted candy was the jungle juice. They'd melt oh, the candy and mix it Oh, I thought you were talking about like, like maybe actual jungle Gatorade juice. Or something. No, but they called it that, which was part of the problem. They mixed it with... Ga- what is it, wet? Yeah, it was like a juice, but it was sickly sweet. And it was like, who's going to be brave enough to try the jungle juice? Oh, my God. And it was God. always different. Oh, you tried it? I tried it once. <laughs> I had one sip and I was off the walls. <laughs> I can only imagine you on, on on Band Kid Jungle Juice. Yes. I just remember, like, the drum corps being, like, always holding each other upside down. And, yeah. like, just really being so obscure. Mm-hmm. We also had something called truck crew, which I was never part of because I was like, why would I sign up for more labor? Mm. But it was the people who would load and unload the buses of all of our gear when we went to games and comps. Mm-hmm. And they also, were they, there was people who were in charge of like the uniform carts, which I think was part of truck crew, where like all of our band uniforms lived on these carts. Mm-hmm. And um, if you, there was like protocol you had to follow when getting ready. So like you'd get to the game, you'd go find your instrument cart. And if you like left your hanger out, or left your hat box open, mm-hmm. the truck crew would come around and collect it. So then game's over, you're going to the cart. Oh my God, my hanger's not there. You have to go find a member of truck crew, a normal civilian, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and you have to humble yourself and say, my hanger's not there. And they say, drop and give me 20. What? And you got to do push-ups to get your hanger back. Did you have to do that? I only had to do it once. And I had to do like 20 push-ups on the pavement outside Milton Frank Stadium. So... <laughs> dehumanizing so dehumanizing and the thing was too like it was just it was that was just a normal girl you know and they're over there like like a like a like i didn't sign up for jrtc no you're not a sergeant right you're in truck crew calm down that is fascinating Mm -hmm. yeah so band i feel like yeah that's a good place for three what was your number three band oh that's what we had to say what was your number two AP honors. AP honors. What was your number two? Sororities. I know nothing okay. about it, but yeah. I'm like, it has to be up there somewhere. Yeah. Wait, what was your number one? FCA. Okay. So, well, I guess... No, it wasn't. Just... No, it wasn't. It was JROTC. Okay. So, I guess we'll just talk about sororities and that'll close this out. That was yeah. my number one. Okay. So, at my school, there were sororities and there was like two or three and it was really, I think, just a way to like publicly declare who was and who wasn't popular. Like, it was just like... Were you in one? No. Was Nat? Nat was. Because I wasn't in one. I don't really know the inner workings. Call Nat. Hello. Hey, Diva. We're currently hey. live on air. Do you have a minute? Yeah, one second. Were the sororities at our high school, were they, like, affiliated with the school? No. They were not. Tell, no, say a little what more. What happened in there? What was... Can you speak on it, or is it secret? Oh, I'll speak on it. <laughs> a tell-all. Let's get into it. Um... They were, it was just, it was just a reason to have a dance, (laughs) except for the one, the Junior Grace Club is like a society of old Huntsville people that have money, and that one was real. Junior Grace Club? Okay, yeah. But the specific Kappa Rho and Kappa Gamma, those are made up. This oh, is wait, fascinating to me. I've never heard of high schools having sororities. What did you have to do to get into it? What was the hazing process like? <laughs> okay, so... I remember when this so, happened. Kappa Gamma is what the... What are you in? Cra- so, freshman year, I, like, 
quote, quote, air quotes, rushed, <laughs> like, the Catholic game. Like, you just, like, got to sign up for it, basically. And then, like, the senior girls, like, picked you. They would pick you up in the middle of the night, like, 4 or 5 a.m. And my girl, it was all, it's all weird and stupid because, like, it was based on what they knew about you was how they treated you. It's like the crazy girls got the crazy freshmen and the calm girls got the calm freshmen. And so like my girls didn't do anything to me, but like some of the other girls, like they would like make them like drink or like make them roll around in the mud. Like my girl made me put on my unicorn slippers. Yeah. Oh my God. Traumatizing. Not for me, but for other people. And then they made you run around. They made you run around like in this field. There's a whole week of of stuff, but this was like the last day, like um, where they they picked up on the Friday morning, and then you had to go to school like that, and like put makeup on you and all this crazy stuff. And one of the days, like earlier in the week, was like fight night, and they make you fight. Like they literally make like they put out like a tarp and like put like soap and like glitter and like mud and like make the girls fight in it and like it was dangerous did you fight it i did i don't think i went to that or like i can't remember but i definitely did not participate in that event but then i went so i went to the dance freshman year and then when my mom picked me up the cops were there and she said you're never going back again and by the time it rolled around next year i didn't want to do it anyway so So you were just in your freshman year yeah. Wow. But then, um, so I didn't do any of that stuff, like, as a senior. But I was in Kappa Row, which is, like, way different. It's, like, okay. long dresses, like, swing dancing for most of the dance. Um, and for that, we still, like, picked them up. We picked them up on, like, a Saturday, but we, like, played games. And, like, we probably did, like, silly string, but that was the extent of it. We didn't make them do anything crazy. And that, so, like, the biggest difference is, like, the KG one, it was, like, basically everyone, like, half the school was in that. But Kappa wrote, you picked, there was 10 seniors that were in charge, and they we all picked, like, one freshman. Oh, so, so it was, like, way more chill, like, and none of us were, like, it was all my friends. Like, we weren't crazy. Wow. This is fascinating. It's giving Gilmore Girls children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I haven't seen that, but it is crazy. And I tell my friends about it here, they're like, what? That's what we were wondering. It's like, does this happen at other schools or no. was it just ours? I, I don't think that so. it's, it's, you're the exception, not the norm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely weird. Wow. Wow. Well, thanks for but, your contributions. I don't have words. That's why I said it was number one. I, I, you've shocked me to silence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you were in a high school cult, mm-hmm. let us know. CousinTimePod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you agree or disagree with any of our explanations and our reasonings. Yeah. Yeah. Aqua notes. Let's do it. Things that are none of my business. Cardinal directions. <laughs> Truly none of your Tell business. Tell me what it's next to tell me where it is in relation to the target i usually go to mm-hmm. do not tell me it's north mm-hmm. and definitely do not tell me it's a quarter mile north mm-hmm. i have no idea how long that is yeah no yeah levels aka a tool used. the one i use to hang up your, yes. books, your picture like 
I just, I, so far I've never leveled anything in my life and everything's been okay for me. You seemed dumbfounded when I pulled out when that level. When you put that thing out, first I was shocked that we were going to use it. <laughs> Second, I was shocked that you knew what to do with it. <laughs> why, why for both of those? I, you, I, I just have never seen you do that before. We hung all these things and you never <laughs> once whipped it out. And then you did. And then also like, I don't know, I've just, well, I've always we, eyed things. Well, yes, we, we, you, we, we have great eyeballs, but that was just such a narrow space. Yeah, like we couldn't stand far we back. We had stand to get the level. <laughs> had to get the level. And like, but, yeah, I, I know how to use every tool in the toolbox. <laughs> Slay. But yeah, I was just shocked. But yeah, I just, it worked. Like, I'm not saying it didn't work. I'm not saying it wasn't helpful. I'm just saying, so far I've made it and things are okay, mm -hmm. and I don't need a level, and also, I'm just minding my business in terms of how does it work, how does that bubble know where to go? I don't, see, I don't know, that's not my business. Yeah, not my business. Um, the back of my head. Not my business. Not my business, what that looks like. Not my business. If it looks good from the front, it looks good, <laughs> and we're taking that. I'm not concerned about the rest. Mm -hmm. The price of vegan cheese, it is what it is. When I need a nibble, I need a nibble, and I'll pay it. If it's $7.69, <laughs> I'll pay it. Yeah. Um, I then said, the making of vegan cheese because <laughs> yeah, that's not my business mm -hmm. it's not at all i don't need to know what's going in yeah. there weather forecasts i don't need to know how you do that because usually you're wrong usually you're wrong and yeah how are we i've never thought about that how, because like it's not my business but because how are you knowing what like the, what's gonna the radar thing what's radar yeah not my business <laughs> i just let it happen but truly how are they knowing the shapes of the thunderstorms and where, which direction they're going to go. Because that, I've I feel never, like that's just up to her. <laughs> I've never looked outside and seen a little device that's tracking that. Mm -hmm. So how does that happen? I think they just guess and hope for the best. <laughs> um, spelling. The way things are spelled, mm -hmm. not my business. Tell me, I'll try my best, but it's not my business. Mm -hmm. um, I would additionally like to add on, and I feel like I might have said this before, but like GPS, maps. Yeah, we talked about that in that other one, yeah. Again, not, I'll get there when I get there. And then I would also like to say what I look like when I walk. <laughs> <laughs> Same. And that one's so far not my business that I don't even like thinking about it. Because I know it's giving Bigfoot. <laughs> I don't even know. I now, thanks to the little tiny clip you took, know what I look like when I run. <laughs> and honestly, I was looking great. Great form. <laughs> but I don't need to know what I look like when I'm walking up to you mm -hmm. or if I'm walking in front of you. Because that's the thing, too, is, like, we know how everyone else in our lives walk. Like, I can see you from a mile away and not see your face, but I know it's you because of the way you're walking, and I hate that people do that for me. Oh, my God, that makes me want to... That makes me want to... <laughs> makes me want to throw up, for sure. Yeah, it makes me want to never walk again. <laughs> yeah. My next one is aerodynamics. What I'm going to be honest, I don't that? even know the definition. It's that's not, not my business. Like, I'm going to use the word. I'm going to be like... Well, if something's wow. aerodynamic, it's like... It flies well. But, like, I'm going to say that about me. Like, wow, like... I'm so aerodynamic. I'm so... Like, this outfit's making me so aerodynamic. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this butter's really aerodynamic on this pasta. Mm-hmm. That's... That's all. Interstates. Psh. I... This is rhetorical. Please do not tell me the answer, anyone. Like, I don't care. It's not my business. <laughs> how come... You can't... Like, how come there's not more? <laughs> like, how come... How come if I want to go from Chicago to Alabama, I have to go this one way? I can't necessarily go the shortest way. I have to go on this one route, and then I have to take some exits and some highways. How come I can be on what I can be on an interstate going north, or on the flip side of it going south? I can get off at an exit, and those are the same exits. 
not my business. It's not my business. Like, I'm going to get the coffee, and I'm going to get the gas, and I'm going to get on the road, and mm-hmm. I'll end up at my destination. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about me. Mm-hmm. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. Slays and dismays. My, <laughs> my dismay is I have the world's whitest heels. <laughs> Someone told me that today, and I felt like all eyes were on me, and that sleepy. <laughs> Time out. I broke the scale. I can't believe that happened. Because I actually, I don't know if he did the measurement right. I don't know. I don't want to be a denier. I just don't, I don't feel like I trust him. But I don't either. I don't want to be a denier of like what, what his craft, of his craft, what the foot scanner said of the integrity of Fleet Feet. Mm Mm-hmm. But I have always known myself to have narrow heels. Like the consistent problem I've had for 24 years, well, 23 years of shoe wearing is my ankle slides right out. Like, my foot will fit in the toes mm-hmm. and my ankle. I'll get blisters because my foot's moving up, down, up, down. Mm-hmm. He was showing me my foot scan today. Mm-hmm. First of all, my feet are two different sizes, mm-hmm. 6.6 and 6.9. Not my business. <laughs> no. Um, and then he gets to the point where he's showing me, he was like, yeah, your toes are a little wide, like, not, nothing crazy, girl. And it's, like, all on a scale. Like, I'm, like, ever so slightly to the right side of center for my toes I get to the heels both feet are as far right as it will go if it had gone more right I'm sure I would have been more right yeah I was a far rightist okay (laughs) and he said your heels are real wide (laughs) he said here's the average (laughs) it was so dehumanizing and I just I don't think I've got a dainty little ankle well hang on now (laughs) what's going on what? I don't I don't think it's as dainty as you think it is actually because when you do that stick it out again that's like is it, are we going this way or this way? We're going this way. We're going this way? Yeah, your width of your ankle, right? Why would you go like this? I don't know. I don't know. But he said it was the widest ankle he's ever seen. I just don't think that's the case. That can't be true. I just I mean it's not I'm not going to break. I'm, my foot's not going to fall off no. by courtesy of my ankle, but yours I feel like is wider. Yeah. And I, I'm di- you should have put your foot up on that scale. I wish I did. Because we could have proved him something. Yeah. But yeah, so then he's giving me all these shoes, and all my shoes, my ankles are flying right out. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, girl, something's off. But I didn't want to hesitate. I did buy some shoes. I'll probably <laughs> return them. Um, but I want I want to read you. Yeah. Because I don't think that was accurate. I think once you go once your turn and ask for a recount. <laughs> I need a recount because... But if if it's if they still say you have the widest heels in America, that's gonna be so demoralizing. I'm gonna have to get custom made shoes, and while I'm at it, let's get them two different sizes. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, that's my dismay. My sleigh. Hmm. My sleigh is those DBT fries we had last night. Last night we went to this new little restaurant. Um, it's this like all vegan Mexican place. They had bottomless margs. Yeah, we did indulge. But we also got some fries, five bucks happy hour. Mm-hmm. And they had crema on them. They had crema. And it was so good. So, so good. I want to drown myself in that sauce. And we also did indulge in bottomless margaritas. Yeah. But yes, though, I kind of want to go back and just get more of those fries. They were so They good. were so delish. Yeah. They were seasoned perfectly. Yeah. I'm having a hard time thinking of a sleigh. I've got I've got a dismay or What's two. What's your dismay? I'm trying to decide which one. I think my dismay is the way we were treated last night mm-hmm. at that restaurant. The moment we walked in, everyone hated us there. And for what? And we like I will I'll be the first to admit and say sometimes, sometimes we're belligerent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're diabolical. Mm-hmm. We were angels last night. We walked I mean in, that in all said, sincerity. 
Hi. We said table for two. And when he brought us our margaritas, he didn't even deign us a look. The the GM of this place was walking around pulling up a chair to every other patron's table. Literally sitting with them. Would not even make eye contact with us when he delivered our food. He was breaking bread with every other patron in that restaurant. Laughing, joking. And he 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 turned his head away so he didn't have to look at us. And we didn't do anything wrong. Nothing! I wish I had answers. I And then, additionally, I left my sunglasses there. Oh, yeah. Which was a real bummer. A real bummer. Um... My sleigh is that I have thought all day today that it's Sunday, but it's actually it's just Saturday. Saturday. You've got a whole other day. And so I've got a whole other day tomorrow. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful feeling. Um, well, thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm. Again, please let us know about your cults. We've got four more episodes left in the season. We've got some big things planned. We maybe get five more episodes, but we've either way we've got big we're things. We're in the final planned. countdown. Yeah. October is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you there. Bye. Bye. Thank you.